0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, has Mad Max Crosby done enough to put himself in the defensive player of the year conversation? That plus a whole lot more on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, November 10th, 2023.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Just win. The autumn wind is a raider. Pillaging just for fun. Up you round and upside down Conquered and, won.
0: and welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. To get the latest edition of the show, as soon as it becomes available, of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate you. We appreciate my man, Ari. Every single day, he does a great job making sure we're up on YouTube, looking good and sounding good, so we definitely appreciate him. You can reach out to him by way of Twitter, at Ari Produces. You could also hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antennas. 707-654-4693. We got your calls and texts coming up in segment number three of the show. We didn't have them on Thursday. It was crossover Thursday. So John Bushko, host of Locked On Jets, joined the show. We did a little bit of breakdown, all things storylines, all things matchups, and then a little bit of predictions, uh, path to victory for the Jets and the Raiders. Week 10 action, Sunday night football in prime time. So we did that on Thursday. But in segment number three, we'll get back to your calls and texts. Segment number two, I want to go back to Wednesday. Why do I want to go back to Wednesday? We met with Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach. and We're going to meet with him again later on this morning. But I asked him a question about uh, a team that's led by Antonio Pierce, what he wants them to be known for. He had a fantastic answer and it kind of got lost in the shuffle because there's been so much going on. But I want to go back to it because I thought it was really important. So we're going to talk about that. Coming up in segment number two, here in segment number one, news and notes of the day. Plus, I'll talk about what I think the Raiders need to do to get the victory, what I think they need to do, and what I think they don't need to do to make sure that they get the victory on Sunday night and improve to five and five overall. It won't be a real extensive breakdown of what they need to do, but we'll do it here in segment number one. We'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code all lowercase locked on NFL. For our first deposit match up to $100. Off top. Want to talk about Max Crosby. And uh, the opportunity that he has and the conversation that's being had right now about him potentially being Defensive Player of the Year. And we know that Mad Max Crosby has continued to improve his overall play skills ever since he's been into the league. Uh, He just keeps finding ways to grind and grind and reinvent himself and get better and better and better. And I know he has goals going into each and every year. He didn't mention what the goals were heading into this year, but he said he has something. And right now, he's on pace to be, in my opinion, Defensive Player of the Year. And all of a sudden, he's all becoming part of the conversation, even though the Raiders are four and five and more times than not it's all about wins 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 the teams that have the the most wins and go deep into the playoffs uh, they'll have some outstanding standing player that'll end up getting the defensive player of the year award or else they'll have a bunch of players on their team they get a lot of the awards across the NFL but I believe Max Crosby is right there in the mix as of right now through nine games through the first nine games of 2023 Max Crosby 13 tackles for loss he's tied for first nine and a half sacks tied for second 53 pressures, the only defender in the league with at least 50 pressures through nine games, and 56 total tackles first amongst defensive linemen. So uh, he's ranking right up there with the best of them come off that uh, three-sack performance against the New York Giants with the Jets coming to town. that does not have a very good offensive line. I can see Max Crosby really eating come Sunday, and uh, it should be fun, especially when you get to see it in prime time but this really came up because I was watching NFL Network's Good Morning Football I watch it all the time my two favorite channels ESPN and NFL Network for obvious reasons and uh, the conversation with Gerald McCoy, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt came down to defensive player of the year and normally they're talking Micah Parsons they're talking TJ Watt they're talking Miles Garrett all of a sudden Max Crosby became part of the conversation check it out
3: Well, I spoke about this on a podcast, I'd say, probably a week or two ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the question was asked, who should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year currently? And I named the obvious, the Micah Parsons, um, the Miles Garrett, the Mm -hmm. TJ Watts. Mm -hmm. But I also brought up Max Crosby's name. And I said he should have true consideration for Defensive Player of the Year. That was before this huge game he had. So now, I for sure have Max Crosby. Simply because name his second best defender on his team. You can't. And he's still getting it done. He's getting all the attention from every team. But if you look at the numbers, he's leading in pressures. He has the same amount of sacks as Miles Garrett. He's second in the league in sacks. Last week, he had a huge game, eight tackles, three sacks, three TFLs, and he shows up nonstop. He's played 100% of the snaps five times. Pretty cool. As a defensive lineman, five times 100% of the snaps. I don't think you understand how hard that is. Max is my leader for defensive player of the year.
4: Before the season, we went around, we made our predictions. I said Max Crosby was going to be the, the defensive player That's of the year. Guys? That was my pick, and what I said was, you know, in 92, Cortez Kennedy went 2-14 with the Seahawks, but was so dominant That's that the nuts. late, great Cortez Com- Kennedy was a defensive player of the year. For this award, I don't think team success necessarily matters. This is yeah. freak show, what you're doing out there, I'm going Crosby also. I think to Gerald's point, he doesn't have the same supporting cast that Miles Garrett has, and I understand Garrett has been unbelievable and we can give it to him, but Crosby, the 100% of the snaps every game, and then doing it at that level with that defensive unit around him, a bunch of guys who are new to the league or guys who are back in the league. The second best player on this defense might very well be Marcus Peters, whose name, quite frankly, we haven't been saying in three years as far as being one of those elite guys, and yet the Raiders are still alive, Brown's defense is historic. How do you pick just one? They've been so good. Mm -hmm. You can make the argument for Denzel Ward as a defensive player of the year. They've been so good. But I'm going Crosby as well. I think what he's doing has been superhuman Mm -hmm. out in a season that might have been a lost season in Vegas had it not been for him.
3: You guys see Miles Garrett jump over that line. (laughs) I know. That's where I go. There was this moment where they were going to make a kick and he he (laughs) leapt as a human Mm -hmm. being over it and put his cleats up and then blocked it. And yet I'm still going with Max Crosby. Wow, (laughs) We'll watch
0: this. That's fine. Because it's really fun. It's eye candy and Miles Garrett is i think a higher
3: species than human at this point it's really incredible to He's watch a mutant for sure yeah a mutant is a good way of putting it even a mutant among mutants but if you took, I'm big on these, um, and when you talk about
0: MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, about their replacement, like wins above replacement, yeah. I think if you take Garrett off the Browns, I still think that Jim Schwartz has them cracking skulls. I think if you take Crosby off the Raiders, I think they're a sieve. I really do. I think he is more valuable to his team than Garrett is to his. Love Garrett, but I'm going to go Crosby as well. So I thought that was really cool. Gerald McCoy, of course, he spent a little bit of time with the Silver and Black. He knows Max Crosby personally. Uh, he's worked alongside of him. I really wish it worked out for Gerald McCoy and he hadn't got injured, I think he could have been a major player for the Raiders and really helped that defensive line continue to mature. Uh, that dude's a hell of a player. Uh, man, I, I just, like I said, wish his, in, his career hadn't ended because he had multiple years of injuries. But you hear the guys right there, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and Gerald McCoy all talking about Mad Max Crosby. And even though others are doing really well, like a Miles Garrett, like a um, Micah Parsons, like a TJ Watt, I don't want to take anything from those guys. But I'll tell you right now, for my money, Max Crosby, again, 13 tackles for loss, tied for first. Nine and a half sacks, tied for second. Matter of fact, the guy in front of him, Daniel Hunter with the Vikings, has 10. So there's that. 53 pressures, only defender in the league with at least 50 pressures through nine games and 56 total tackles first amongst defensive linemen. He's right there in the thick of things. Of course, it's not about individual awards, and he'll say that, you know, if I asked him in the locker room right now, he'd say that, but... With that being said, it would still be nice to see him uh, come away with that award. And how cool would that be? Back-to-back years. The Raiders have Josh Jacobs as the uh, rushing champion in 2022. And then follow that up in 2023 with Max Crosby as a defensive player of the year. But eight games, including this upcoming Sunday, to go ahead and solidify himself as just that. Want to go over the injury report real quick for Thursday for the Silver and Black. Guys that did not participate, only two. Jakob Johnson, the fullback, dealing with a concussion. That was kind of expected. He didn't participate on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, most likely, he's probably not going to play come Sunday. Now, this one, this other one is really concerning. Tackle Colton Miller dealing with a shoulder injury. Did not participate Wednesday. Did not participate Thursday. That could change things quick. Fast and in a hurry in this game on Sunday, especially with the Jets and that defensive line and that defensive unit gen- in general coming to town. They're going to try to get after Aiden O'Connell. They're going to try to confuse him. They're going to try to pressure him. You need your dude, Colton Miller, out there. But not practicing Wednesday or Thursday is one big-time concern. So uh, hopefully he's able to get out there uh, today. We'll find out. Uh, we'll check it out, and then we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff who's active and who's inactive. But definitely something to pay attention to. Colton Miller did not participate on Thursday did not participate on Wednesday guys that were limited uh Max Crosby dealing with the knee injury limited Wednesday and Thursday he'll be fine Divine Diablo with the ankle injury he upgraded from did not participate on Wednesday limited on Thursday cornerback Nate Hobbs dealing with the ankle injury limited on Wednesday limited on Thursday Austin Hooper tied in calf injury limited on Wednesday limited on Thursday uh who else we got uh, Thayer Munford A tackle with a neck injury, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, Marcus Peters, knee injury, he is uh, upgraded, did not participate on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday. Robert Spillane, hand injury, full participant on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. He actually had hand surgery and uh, still didn't miss a beat, uh, broke some bones in his hand, but uh, he got it all taken care of, got it wrapped up, played last week. He'll be out there, good to go come Sunday night against the Jets. Greg Van Roten, the guard, biceps and back injury, limited Wednesday, limited Wednesday limited Thursday and quarterback Brian Hoyer with the knee injury, not listed on Wednesday limited on Thursday. So that's the Raiders. As far as their uh, injury report goes for Thursday, again, we'll get another one today and then 90 minutes before kickoff, we'll get the actives and inactives for the jets real quick, going over their injury report for Thursday, linebacker, Chad Surratt ankle injury, no go on Wednesday, no go on Thursday, Billy Turner, the offensive lineman finger injury, no go on Wednesday, no go on Thursday. Uh, everything I've been told he's going to be out On Sunday, So that could be a a big time loss for the Jets and their offensive line. Speaking of offensive line, Makai Becton with a knee injury limited on Wednesday, full participant on Thursday. The question is, where is he going to play? Is he going to stay on the left side or is Dwayne Brown going to come back, stay on the left side, kick Makai Becton back to the right side? That's something to pay attention to because that could be big. Uh, Limited guys, wide receiver Alan Lazard with a knee injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday. Tight end Jeremy Ruckert, shoulder injury, limited Wednesday and Thursday. Quincy Williams, the brother of Quentin Williams, linebacker, knee injury, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. And Dwayne Brown, as I mentioned, hip injury, full on Wednesday, full on Thursday. He might come back this Sunday or they might hold him out and have him come back next week. So we'll see about that. But that's the injury report. For Thursday, another one today, and another one. Well, not another one on Sunday, but the inactives will be given to us 90 minutes before kickoff, and so we'll know about that. If you follow me on Twitter at your boy Q254, I'll definitely tweet that out. Uh, Real quick, before we get into segment number two and talk about Antonio Pierce and what a team led by him is all about and what he wants them to be known for, I did want to quickly go over what the Raiders need to do and make sure they don't do to win this game on Sunday night, a game that I believe is very winnable. Off top, defensively, stop the run first and foremost. The Raiders are allowing 138.7 yards per game on the ground. That's not going to get it done against a team like Jets. the Jets, who have Brees Hall. Now, who That's what they want to do. They want to run, they want to run, and they want to run some more. We know Zach Wilson's not very good as far as the quarterback position goes right now. They're struggling offensively. They're not coming up with big plays. There's a whole lot of Uh, question marks going around that offense to the point where they're talking about a potential backup quarterback or making a switch at quarterback but they do have a run game so the Raiders have to make sure they dedicate themselves to stopping the run that 138.7 yards per game on the ground way too much now on the flip side of things offensively they got to run the ball right just like they did against the Giants Josh Jacobs came away with 98 yards almost had his first 100 yard game of the season the Jets they have a really good defense but the one thing that they don't do really well stop the run The Jets are allowing 137 yards on the ground per game, right? The the Raiders are at 138.7. The Jets are at 137. So if you take what you did last week against the Giants and apply that to this game against the Jets, the Raiders have a real good chance in this game. And if you're able to run the rock, and again, the Jets are not good at stopping the run, then that helps protect the ball. And this is the final note I got. It helps protect the ball. If the Raiders lose the turnover battle, I think they're going to lose the game. If they win the turnover battle, I think they're going to win the game. It's just that simple. You've got to protect Aiden O'Connell. You've got to have Aiden O'Connell protect the ball, right? You can't be putting the ball on the ground, and you can't be throwing interceptions. If you give the Jets and their bad offense short fields, they're going to make you pay. It's just that simple. So I only got three notes. Right. I mean, this is a whole new experience with Antonio Pierce as the head coach, as the interim head coach. And of course, Bo Hardegree as the interim offensive coordinator. So I'm kind of just taking things real slow just see how each and every week goes. I don't have to have a big time breakdown for each and every category, but stop the run. First and foremost, defensively run the ball effectively like they did last week against the Giants. Protect the ball, you know, protect Aidan O'Connell, protect the ball. Just that simple. Those are the three real keys I have going into this game. Coming up in segment number two, I want to talk about Antonio Pierce and what a team that's led by him looks like what he wants a team to be known for. That's all coming up in segment number two after I tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the show, including prize picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, pros, sharks, all you got to do is pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. Right now you can get the basketball season and the football season together. It's kind of like a combo projections across football and basketball, and they've got the specials league. It's that simple. So you can have maybe LeBron James and, I don't know, a wide receiver like Devontae Adams go for catches and go for points and combine it just like that. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Again, combining basketball and football. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy. So your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For both football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return the second, that player is rebooted just like that. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with the injury insurance policy. Right now, all you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I also want to tell you about Jace Medical. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friends. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one year supply, even ED generics. Cialis, Viagra, yeah, they got the generics for that, and that's available. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember, use the promo code on at checkout for a discount as well. Matter of fact, a customer actually had this to say, and I quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone, end quote. So, if you or someone you love would get wants to get peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember, use the promo code Locked On for $20 off of your purchase.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
0: right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. We want to get into... Something that I asked Antonio Pierce about on Wednesday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And again, we'll talk to him a little bit later on this morning around 1045. Uh, so, uh, yeah, look forward to talking to him. Always look forward to talking to him because I like to get to know him. Right. And so as I sit there and I'm listening to him talk and of course, he's got energy. He's fired up. He's having fun. Every time he answers a question, he's got a smile on his face. So I asked him a question about a team that's led by him, a Raiders team that's led by him since he was built for this. This is what his, he said. Not my, not my words, his. He was built for this, right? He's from Compton, California. Uh, He grew up with the swagger of the Raiders around him, grew up a Raider fan, right? So what does he want uh, a Raiders team led by him to be known for? Like when people talk about it, talk about this team, what does he want the message to be? So here's the question, and you'll hear his answer and his response. Listen to how he gives the response. It's unedited as well. Just remember that when you hear this. So here's my question and here's Antonio Pierce's response. Gotta go along the lines with that same question when people talk about the Las Vegas Raiders led by Antonio Pierce. What do you want that message to be?
3: Yeah. You know, first and foremost, just a mentally tough team. You know, a team that, that you see out there saying, damn, that's how football's supposed to be played. Um running the ball, stopping the run, having fun, doing it as a team. And more importantly, like the love and passion for the game. I hope that when you, if you, if you never get to come to one of our games in the stadium, that when you watch on television, you're like, damn, them dudes love ball. They love ball. They love playing for one another. And if I can get that, uh, I've, I've accomplished one of my goals.
0: So if you're counting right there, there was eight seconds in between the time I finished the question and the time he said, yeah, and started to answer the question. I love the fact that when I asked the question, he looked at me, put his head down, paused during that time, and then finally answered. He thought about his answer. It wasn't one of those cookie cutter, coach speak answers, one of those, okay, I got these answers, you know, off the, off the film room floor. And I'm taking it to the, the podium and I'm going to just throw it at these guys and, you know, whatever, and just kind of brush it off. You could tell that that meant something to him. And so as I'm sitting in the, in the media room, and this was on Wednesday, remember, and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. That's why I didn't get a chance to talk about it on Thursday. We had the crossover edition. As I'm watching him and I see him put his head down and see that that meant something. I mean, he didn't get emotional, right? He didn't have tears coming out of his eyes. But that's emotions right there. When you put your head down, you take a deep breath, you think about it. That's obviously something that meant something to him, and it's something special. So to me, and it's funny, you know, it's like night and day. We've been talking about the changes. We've been talking about the dark cloud that's been lifted off the organization, lifted off the fan base, lifted off of myself, right? A guy that covers a team, a guy that does a podcast every day, guy does three-hour radio show every day, right? There's just been a lot of, of, of positive energy coming from the changes that have been made. And, of course, I say it all the time. Nobody likes to see people get their, lose their job. I, I don't, Right. You know, I know a lot of people didn't like Josh McDaniels. I didn't have a problem with him except for he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do for the organization. He wasn't winning. That's what Mark Davis paid him to do, was turn his team into a winner, and he didn't do that. So he failed. So he got fired. That happens. Dave Ziegler, I feel like he was really collateral damage. right? He, he was, they came in as a package deal. They left as a package deal. Had no problem with Dave Ziegler you know, either. Uh, I think he's a good dude, and I'm sure he'll get another opportunity at some point to be a GM of some team. But just the difference, the night and day, like if I had asked that question to Josh McDaniels, which I never did, but if I had asked that question, you know, it would have been a lot of coach speak. It would have been a lot of dancing. It would have been, you knows, and, and I know everyone got all, uh, you know, up in arms every time he said, you know, but it would have just been basic, uh, you know, fundamentally sound team, a team that doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, yada, yada, yada. But it wouldn't have been personal. It wouldn't have been emotional. And, man, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so nice to see something – that means something to somebody. And I don't know what the future holds for Antonio Pierce. I don't. I don't know that he's going to be the long-term head coach for the Silver and Black. I don't know that he's not going to be either, right? I mean, it's only been one week, and so far, so good. You know, I don't know how long you could ride the energy of new. I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, obviously, we're interested to see what it looks like this week against the Jets. Then they got the Dolphins, they got the Chiefs, and then they got a bye, right? Their bye comes very late in the season, week 13. But he's got just as good of a chance as anybody else, right. To get the job. And he's got plenty of games to prove that he should be the guy. It's funny. Last time uh, a linebackers coach was, was, uh, you know, upgraded and and moved to the, the, the interim head coaching position. And ultimately the head coaching position, it worked out pretty good with John Madden, (laughs) right? I'll just say that. Uh, So, and again, I'm not saying he's going to be John Madden. Don't get me wrong, but it's just nice to see that this position really means so much. And this opportunity for him really means so much. So I'm hoping that he's able to go out there and put the best foot forward and put the best, you know, product out there on wax, and the team has a lot of success, and they rally around him just like they rallied around Rich Basaccia And this time, Mark Davis will probably think about that and say, you know what, I made one mistake. I don't want to do it again. So there's a good chance that he can get it. But, you know, just knowing that that you have a guy in place, and I didn't think that this was a big deal. It's, it's funny how how, like, my – my thinking has 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 gone and changed and it's almost like a roller coaster ride for the longest i would tell anyone who would listen like it's you have to be it's different being a raiders coach man you have to you know you're just cut different like it doesn't everyone can't be a raiders coach and you know i thought that for the longest because it just it that it felt like that you know this team has so much tradition and so much of the raider way this that and the other right there's so much stuff that we as raider fans know and so i was in under full belief that you had to have those traits to be a raiders head coach And then it just wasn't working out and it hasn't worked out. We know how the Gruden 2.0, how that ended. And then when he goes and hires John or uh, Josh McDaniels, I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, not, not really a big fan of the hire, but we'll see how it goes. And at the end of the day, just want to see the team win because that's ultimately what's been lacking from this team. And this is what Raider nation deserves as a winner. So I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe this guy from new England could come in and bring some of the, you know, some of the, the stuff he learned there in new England under Belichick and, you know, bring it to the organization, stabilize it. And, you know, him and Dave Ziegler and get this roster turned around so they're a consistently really good team for years to come. And clearly that didn't work. And then you hear Antonio Pierce, and it's like, man, maybe you really do have to be, you know, have Raider tendencies to be a Raider head coach. I mean, it feels like it, it really does. And so I don't want to get caught up in the moment because it's been one week. But as I said on my radio show on, on Thursday, like, I, I, I feel like this feels right right? Antonio Pierce feels like the right fit at the coaching position. Again, he's guaranteed eight more games. That's what he's guaranteed. The Raiders have to open up the position. They have to interview people. They have to talk to people. They have to bring them into the facility, right? So not saying that the, the season's going to end and Mark Davis is going to say, all right, you're, you're the guy. Not saying that. Also not saying he won't, right? I do think that he's going to get a real fair shake at this. Um, and, and it's just, again, it, it feels right. It feels like a really good fit. Now, two weeks from now, the Raiders might be on a two-game losing streak, right? And three weeks from now, they may be on a three-game losing streak for all I know. And it might not feel right at all. Everyone might be calling the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line and be like, man, this guy stinks. It was fun for one week, but he's terrible. And that that's very easily could happen. We don't know. But I'll tell you, man, if, if this works out, and I've said it before on the podcast, if this season ends up similar to what we saw with Detroit last year, where they didn't make the playoffs, but they provided hope. You know what I mean? Like everyone in Detroit was like, man, this team is going in the right direction. This coach has got them cooking. This coach, these guys believe in, and they're going to run through walls for. And at the end of the season, when that final game against Denver, whether they make the playoffs or not, right, if we still feel that way, I feel like that there should be a good, a good opportunity for Antonio Pierce to get this job and that he's really have done some things and turned this organization around. Again, that's a tall task there's a lot of games uh, still to be played things could ride the roller coaster of the NFL because that's exactly what it is a big time roller coaster we don't know but if they're able to navigate through this the rest of the season pick up a couple wins here and there maybe even shock some some folks with a win you know over a team that's a really good team like a Miami or a Kansas City or you know one of these really good teams down the stretch you know the chargers the next time they play them there's there's i mean look they play Kansas City twice still Right. So there's there's a bunch of tough games coming up. Schedule is not going to get easier, but they can find a way to, to pull it off. A couple couple wins here and there and all of a sudden end the season with a respectable record. And this team looks like that. They're clicking on all cylinders. You know, they're they're really, like I said, running through walls for Antonio Pierce. I would have no problem if, if he ends up being the, the long term head coach and I, I would be here for it. I said it before. I'm rooting for him. Right. I don't root for people to fail, but I do root for people to succeed. And I'm definitely rooting for Antonio Pierce to succeed. So I thought it was just it was right to highlight that answer. And the and that the way that he took his time, and I felt like Raider Nation could appreciate it, but I feel like it kind of got swept under the rug, and nobody's really talking about it because of well, you know, previewing the game coming up and and other stuff, right? It just it seems like it's not really being talked about, and I think it needs to be highlighted. So that's what I got for you for seven number two of today's lockdown Raiders podcast, uh, just a focus on Antonio Pierce and what he wants it to be known what he wants a team led by him to be known for what he wants the message about when anyone's talking about the silver and black coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts throughout that lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. Before we get to that though, I do want to tell you about one of our great sponsors of the show and that is better help. And, you know, it's getting near the end of the year. It's the holiday times, and a lot of times it's cheery. People are watching the Hallmark Channel. Not me. The wife does. But a lot of people get excited about this time of year, even Thanksgiving, because of family and friends. Well, some people don't have that same opportunity. Some people get to this time of year, and it gets a little depressing. It gets a little lonely. It gets a little upsetting. And maybe you just want to shut people out. And, you know, that that, that could become an issue, right? The time of year could be a lot. It's natural to feel sadness or anxiety about it. Uh, Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy could be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything that you have going on. And it could be something else. It could be job-related. You could be stressed out about your job. You could be worrying about your job. Is it the right job? Is it not the right job? You know, whatever the case may be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash locked on today to get ten dollars, ten percent. Excuse me, off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash locked on. Better slash locked on.
1: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.
0: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text after that. Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Only got time for a few. Went a little long in segment number one and two, so we're going to jump right into it. Border Jumpin' Raider. He's coming up first. He's calling to talk about the changes, the emotions that he believes will be at the Raiders on Sunday, and also talks about Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Here he is, Border Jumpin' Raider.
1: Q, Border Jumper Raider, Raider Nation. Well, I like the change. Um I think we're gonna be still on some emotion come this uh, Sunday evening, but I believe that the skill set and the dogs in in, in each one of these ball players is gonna to rise to a, a, a different level, a whole new level. I'm a, I really I like uh Devontae Adda attitude in regards to uh he doesn't have the catches but as long as we get the dub and, uh, Josh Jacob, he's, uh, running like he should be running. And, uh, I'm just excited, you know, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think Antonio Pierce is doing, is and will be doing a great job for the rest of the season. And, uh, I hope that he does get the job to, uh, move on forward. Gil, I've been enjoying this ride with you since, tw- uh, 2019, since the summer of 2019. I enjoy all you do. I appreciate everything you do. And I watch your growth. And watch you, um rise. The cream rises to the top. Too. And, uh, it's, it's been fun watching your, your growth. And, uh, just keep doing what you do. Raiders.
0: Thank you for the call, my man. Thank you for the kind words. I definitely appreciate it. It's been a long time since we've been rocking with each other. Remember, like it was yesterday, uh, hanging out with you in uh, 2019 at the the Oakland Coliseum at that final game, Raiders and Jaguars. So I appreciate you. Still got the hat that you gave me, as a matter of fact. Appreciate you in a major way. As far as the changes goes, it does feel good, right? Kind of reference that in segment number two, where it's just like everything feels good. It feels right. It feels the part right now. But then again, it's been one week. So we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Don't want to put the cart before the horse. You got to see how it's all going to play out. Uh, Josh and Devontae, no doubt about it, leaders offensively, the team is going to go as they go. And as Antonio Pierce said and Josh Jacobs said, the team is going to go as he goes. He's the heart and soul of the team. Josh Jacobs has got to get going. You saw he got going last week against the Giants and the Raiders won. No coincidence. He had the best game of his uh, his season and the Raiders won convincingly. Got to have that kind of performance again on Sunday against the Jets, especially against the Jets team is not very good. It's stopping the run. The Raiders have the energy. They have the juice. They have the belief. They've got to give themselves a chance, and I believe that all those elements that I just mentioned will do exactly that, give themselves a chance. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you. Got a text from G-Thang in Redondo Beach. It says, hey, Q, G-Thang in Redondo Beach, quick shout-out to you and your impartial reporting and professionalism. I'm kind of new to your show, but glad I found you. I know we had more energy and enthusiasm last week, but what stood out to me was how much smarter we looked. We, we were the smarter team, something I haven't thought for quite some time. The Jacoby Myers jet sweep was brilliant. Myers acted lost as he moved down the line, and by the time the defense realized what was happening, Myers was in the end zone untouched. I thought he would also outsmart the Giants' excellent D-line. They seemed confused and off-balance the whole game. When the Raiders were great, we were both tough and smart. We had great game plans and made adjustments as needed. So many coaches and players have chimed in to stress how cerebral AP is. We all know he's tough and direct, but his peers know he's so much more than just that. Thanks, Q. Love your show. That's from G-Thing and Redondo Beach. and I'm glad you referenced that Jacoby Myers play because sitting in the press box, I watched and I saw him do exactly what you said. look lost and confused coming down the line and that was all a decoy. That was all part of it and he, he did it perfectly to, you know, like I said, to perfection and next thing you know, he was in the end zone and he basically was untouched. One thing that stood out to me on that play as well, Devontae Adams blocking downfield. Right? I mean, guys are, are great receivers, great playmakers, but Devontae is a great blocker as well and willing to block. That's the thing. you got to be willing to block, and Jacoby on the other end is willing to block as well. So that's really good. That's unselfishness by those guys. And so seeing Devontae down the field blocking like that, uh, making it easier for Jacoby, I mean, it was an easy walk into the end zone for Jacoby. It was a really good play. I like what Bo Hardegree brought to the table as the interim offensive coordinator on Sunday. I'm hoping to see a lot more of that this Sunday against the Jets. Up next, got a call from Raider Nate in the 808. He's calling to talk about a couple points, including the breath of fresh air that is Coach Pierce and what he saw on Sunday's game versus the Giants. Here he is, Raider Nate in the 808.
2: Hey, what up Q, Raider Nation. This is Raider Nate in the 808. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Love the show. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, Definitely first listen of the day. Uh, Just wanted a quick call. Still buzzing after last Sunday's game. Wow, such a nice breath of fresh air and I mean I know there's a long way to go so much can happen not you know writing you know next year you know not not signing AP you know to to coach next year just yet but man what a a refreshing change of pace um been a Raider fan since I was 10 years old when I saw Bo Jackson run Brian Bosworth over into the end zone of the Seattle Seahawks on a Monday night game. Um, a couple things real quick. Uh, AP, God, love the energy. And he brings some thug back to the Raiders. Like he, he definitely brings that edge that we need, uh, and he transfers it to the players. Uh, and so I hope that just continues to grow and we get to continue to watch that because that's exciting. That's exciting to listen to. It's exciting to watch. Now the other thing I want to mention is I really want to just give some credit to our players. Like it's a big testament to our players to listen to what the players say about um Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. It would be easy for them to, you know, criticize, uh, you know, maybe have some bad things to say. Uh but they've really handled themselves with class. They've wished them the best. Um and I think that just says a lot about, you know, the, the players that we have on the team, which, uh, which I, which I like to see. And then, uh, last, last thing and then I'll, I'll let's go. I really want to give some credit and a big thank you to Mark Davis. I couldn't imagine, you know, having to eat $85 million, uh, you know, to, to fire people. Obviously he's got a little bit more money than I'm used to having, but, uh, you know, to, to have the, you know, the cojones to do that. Uh, I think it shows the players a lot, and I think it shows the fan base a lot. So I do really appreciate uh, that he had the, the the guts to do that and hopefully find the right replacements moving forward, whether that's at or not. We'll see. But uh, looking forward to the rest of the year now, which I was not doing uh, about a week ago. So, anyway, thank you for all you do. Raider Nate and the out.
0: Thank you for the call, Nate. Coach Pierce, definitely – Brought some swagger to the organization. Something he talked about in the, uh, the opening press conference, the introductory press conference when him and Champ Kelly were there. He brought that swagger. He brought that energy, right, to the team and the fan base. Really, I mean, there's, there's been a, a dark cloud. I've said it a thousand times. has been a dark cloud lifted off the organization, the fan base, the media, everyone. I mean, just Antonio Pierce has been that guy. He's got that infectious personality where you're around him and you just get energized. You get pumped up again, every time he's in the media room and he'll be there later on this morning, every time he's talking to us and he answers a question, he's, he's smiling. You know, he walks in, he's happy to be there, but he's smiling, right? He, he you could just tell that he enjoys it. He loves it. Right. And he's taking it all in while he's doing it, but he knows he's got a job to do. He's got a task at hand. And he's worked his way up from the high school ranks to the college ranks Now he's got an opportunity with the NFL and the team he grew up rooting for, the Raiders. Excited about that. One more text before we wrap up the show today. His text comes from Flores Plunkett. He says, Hey Q, Flores Plunkett here. Just want to mention I do love the energy projected from AP, but not sure how long that can keep the team energized. Hopefully it carries through the entire season. What I really love is that AP brings the practice squad out with the rest of the team. This kind of gesture really helps keep the morale of the team sky high and develops the trust with coach to an even higher level. Little things like this are going to pay huge dividends in the long run. Not just with this squad, but for rea- for free agents weighing their options on what team they want to sign with. Love what I'm seeing so far. By the way, Q, your show is fantastic. Thanks for the content, Raiders. That's from uh, Flores Plunkett, and yeah, that that was a cool gesture that he had. You know, just bringing the practice squad players out there. It's great to do that. They are part of the team, and they work really hard all week long, helping the guys that are going to be out there playing and participating on game day helping them get ready for the game. So I thought it was a really cool thing. It's very collegiate. It's very college-like because that's what they do in college. If you look at a sideline in college, how many players are on the sideline? Hundreds, right? The red-shirt freshmen are out there. Everyone's out there, but they're cheering on their team. They're all standing up. They're pumped up on kickoff. Like, that's what you need. You want that energy on the sideline. I thought that was really good that he did exactly that. Uh, let's see. I, I know I said that was the end. Let me get one more quick call in. Mike, sorry, Ari. Mike, <laughs> Mike from San Jose has a couple things he wants to get off his chest. One is player-related. The other is relationship-related. Here he is, Mike of San Jose.
5: Hey, what's up, Q? This is, this is Mike calling out of San Jose. And um, I've got a couple things I wanted to get off my chest. So, one, uh, I think the most, to me, the most disappointing player on our roster so far and I say it with hesitation, though. Uh, but I, I think the most disappointing player has been uh Marcus Epps. Uh, we bring him over from an uh, NFC championship team. We expect him to be on our squad making big plays. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm going to make a tackle all season. Um, he doesn't seem to be around the ball very much. Uh, I just don't really know what to think of this guy. Uh, with that being said, I believe the Raiders – are first in the NFL in um, allowing deep completions. I I, I think that's the stat. I'm not really 100% sure, but it's something along the lines of that. Um, The Raiders are first place in uh, deep completions allowed. Either that or uh, least amount of attempts of deep throws. One of the two. And, I mean, maybe, you know, the camera only pans out so far. I think maybe Marcus could have something to do with that. But to me, overall, uh disappointing player. Uh secondly, with with the big win against the Giants last week, this Raiders this Raiders win, this Raiders team, this situation kinda of reminds me of a relationship, right? And in this relationship we happen to have trust issues. Um, and uh you know, the girl says she's gonna she's gonna change, right? And uh next thing you know, you're waiting for her to mess up. That's how I felt like it was with this Raiders team, right? They they changed, um, they they made a big step last week, but it's almost like we have that trust issue, and we're waiting for things to revert back to normal. Because we we did play the Giants, so they're not the strongest team in in the, in the in the league. Um So I, you know, we just we have three big games coming up. just gotta wait and see anyways you love to hear your thoughts love what you do go Raiders
0: Mike thanks for the call I think Epps has been okay right he's not been great but he's been okay and I think more importantly he's really been good for Trayvon Merrick he's helped Trayvon Merrick understand what he's supposed to do Trayvon's having a good season he is and he started out training camp slow he really did he even started out the season slow but he's coming along he's playing well I'm not mad at Trayvon Merrick at all. A couple interceptions, got a sack. Uh, he's making open field tackles. He's doing some really good things. A lot of that has to do with Marcus Epps and him learning that back end. I'll say this, though. Defensively, as far as free agents go, the best one has been Robert Spillane. And he was the one I had the most questions about when they signed him. I was like, yeah, he's a good thumper. He's a good stuff, uh, run stopper, but he's not very good in coverage. He's got a couple interceptions. He's got his hand on like four or five balls already, playing out there with a the club. Right? He has actually more snaps defensively than Max Crosby does. Not many, but he has more. I, am, Robert Spillane has been fantastic. So that's been really cool. As far as the relationship thing goes, I understand what you're saying. We've all been Raider fans for a long time, so I get it. But right now, man, the Raiders, they, they were the first team to fire their coach. They're not supposed to be good anyway. You know, I'm not going to say they're playing with house money, but all they got to do is go out there and play. right? No one's expecting them to go out there and ball. So just ride it, man. Don't stress it. Just ride it. See what they do. Week to week, enjoy it, man. Enjoy the ride. Again, they're the first team to fire their coach, so okay. You know, those teams never do well, right, unless they do. So this is an opportunity for them. So just root them on, cheer them on. Don't stress the whole relationship thing. Everything will work out just fine. So thanks for that call, Mike. I appreciate you. And we'll close out with a text from Brian and Petaluma. Hey, Q, this may have been mentioned before, but the Raiders have previously promoted a linebacker's coach to head coach. John Madden was the Raiders' linebacker coach for two years before Al promoted him to head coach. He did okay. Raider fans at 72, had trouble cheering for them on Josh McDaniels' uh, last 10 games. I'm a Raider fan again. Brian from Petaluma, California. Thanks for the text. And, yeah, that's what I was referencing uh, earlier in the show about the last time a linebacker coach was the Raiders coach. He worked out pretty good in John Madden. Again, not thinking that Antonio Pierce is going to be John Madden. Uh, he, there's, he's one of one, right? <laughs> but uh, he could be a special one, and and it might just work out. And, look, it's funny. He's been on the staff for almost two years right so maybe history is going to repeat itself but i'm excited to see what the ne- next eight games look like i'm excited for the opportunity for antonio pierce i'm excited for the opportunity for bo Hardigree. i'm excited for the opportunity for champ kelly i just want to see them put it all together and would love to see all those guys stay in their position as it is but we'll see one week at a time one game at a time but thank you so much for that i do appreciate you and that's all i have speaking of time that's all the time i got Matter of fact, I'm overtime, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Raider Nation, appreciate you. If you're going to go to the game, be there on Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. I'll be at the Torch, Coors Light Landing. Uh, I'll be there at what? The kickoff is 5.15, so I'll be there at 2.15 or 2 o'clock doing my uh, pregame, pregame show. Then I'll pass the sticks on to JT The Brick and Eric Allen for two hours. They'll lead you up to the kickoff. Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the call. So if you're there, uh, come up to the Torch. I'll be there. I'd love to say what's up. Love to uh, talk some Raider football with you and just get to know you, man. Just get to know who's listening to the show, what the show means to them, and uh, just let you know how much you mean as loyal listeners of the show. I definitely appreciate it. I cannot express it enough. But thank you, thank you, and thank you more, one more, uh, no doubt. Also, and I'm getting tongue-tied as I'm trying to remember, I don't want to wrap up the show without thanking the veterans. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, veterans. I know it's not Veterans Day till tomorrow. It's being celebrated uh, today. I get that. But I uh, definitely want to make sure we celebrate our veterans without you. There is no us. Right. So thank you so much for that. Until tomorrow, and well, until Monday, Raider Nation, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game. We'll talk again. Hopefully, it's about a victory Monday. But until then, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.